0: Are listening to Looking for Love and More? our new title. This is your host, Dr. Laurie Buckley, and I'm here with Mark Phelan, my sidekick. Hey, Mark.
1: Welcome, welcome, and welcome us back.
0: I know, I have missed you. I've missed doing the show so much. I'm really excited to be back. Took a little hiatus, and we're changing some things around. You're gonna to start to see some videos. We're now gonna be doing shows twice a month, and I really wanna hear from you. Wanna hear your comments, your questions. I also am really interested in hearing your stories. If you have a great story, maybe you had a broken heart and you were able to transition to a different relationship and it was much more satisfying and you kind of found the other side, or you had some struggles and and you have become really happy or successful in the journey. And I just want to hear those stories. Maybe even perhaps interview you.
1: That would be fabulous. Uh, We've done that before. We've had guests who tell us their stories. And then we not only get to respond to, but we, you get to share it to, with millions of people.
0: Yeah, I think they would be really great to hear. And I know the listeners would like to hear those stories. I would love to hear them. I am all about helping people transform their lives and not just recover or survive from a broken heart, being new, newly single or having a setback in your life, but people who, who thrive, who transform their is. lives. That's what I help people do. And I want to hear from people who have done it. So I really want to be able to incorporate some of those stories into the show. And again, any suggestions you have, topics you'd like us to talk about, questions that we can answer on the show, please send an email. Absolutely. And I, actually, I have a new email address. It's Lori at looking for love podcast.com. and i will have a link that you can go to definitely want to hear from you because we want to start making those additions that i think will really improve or add to anyways the Sure. Show. i mean
1: you look back in the old days it was dear abby and somebody'd write a letter saying dear abby this or that and then you'd wait plaintively by the sunday paper to see if someone's answered your ad we can be that for you not only we can give you the information but then we can share it with other people they can learn from it
0: yeah and Today we're going to be talking about one of my favorite subjects:
1: chocolate cake.
0: You, oh, that's my—that's in the top ten. Definitely. Red wine. Mm, that's in the top five.
1: Spicy Italian food.
0: Kissing. One of my favorite things is kissing. But, but. <laughs> Very nice. If you do that, that's probably not going to turn on your partner. I just want to say that.
1: Well, that's what you do when you're solo.
0: Well, <laughs> kissing solo. One of the reasons I love kissing, not just that I enjoy it, I do enjoy it a lot, because it's such an important thing for couples, for relationships, for eroticism, for
1: It's just the connection. gateway to the passion.
0: It's not even just a gateway to passion. I'm going to say it is passion.
1: No, no, ditto, for sure.
0: Yeah. And so I've been thinking about doing this show. And so because of that, I've been talking to most of my clients about kissing. And it's always incredible to me. It's something I always ask anyways. Uh, do you kiss? How often do you kiss? What kind of kiss? And a lot of people have been together for a while. And I mean, when I say a while, it could be even over a year. You know, sometimes it could be 40 years. But it really doesn't take as long as you would think to stop the passionate kissing. Mm-hmm. So not only do I love kissing because I enjoy it personally, but it makes such a big difference for relationships and couples. It adds to their passion, their connection. It's such an important thing, and it's one of those things that people stop doing after a while. But do you
1: find that sometimes one of those pauses in that kind of passion is the fact that it usually is the gateway? So when they start really getting into heavy kissing, it usually is followed up by foreplay and then sex. And sometimes they just... They don't really, they'd love the, the kissing and the passion and that comfort zone, but they think, no, I just, just want to kiss. I don't want to then do that.
0: Good point. Absolutely. It happens a lot. Where people don't necessarily, someone, you know, one or both of the people don't actually want to have sex. So they think if they start kissing their partner, that their partner will think that they want to have sex. And then they have to reject them if they don't want it. So they they, just don't kiss at all. So they just, yeah, not not only does kissing stop, but all affection can stop Mm -hmm. that way. And so, you know, the question is, okay, what's going on that they don't want to have sex? It's not necessarily a big thing. It could be they're just tired or maybe they have a new child in the house. Mm -hmm. There's a of things that can affect that. But clearly, it's something you want to pay attention to. If you stop really having a desire to have sex or your partner stopped wanting to have sex with you, and that is decreasing more and more and more over time, or the quality of the sex is decreasing over time, I mean, it's a red flag. And certainly when the passionate kissing stops, that's a red flag too. And it's one of those things that we have to make an intentional effort to do. And look, there are people who just don't enjoy kissing, believe it or not. There's lots of reasons for that. Maybe... They just haven't really learned how to kiss or they haven't mm-hmm. kissed somebody who knows how to kiss them well.
1: Everyone I think has experienced that where you move in and then you pull away going, "Oh Jesus." Or you're like, "Oh my god." Yeah. I mean, when the the little switch gets flipped, everything's on. But is there a way, is it smart for a couple that's been together for a while, like you said, Mm -hmm. to have a conversation about it? Just say, can we just have like a code or maybe acknowledge something where we just can be cuddly on the couch watching just and kiss a little, knowing full well there's no pressure. If it leads some awesome, but it's not... Guess what? The only reason they're kissing like this is because they want it. I don't, so I'm going to pull away, and then you, you lose that wonderful intimacy.
0: Yeah, no. If they if they actually have that conversation, that's part of the problem solved. Mm-hmm. It's the, it's when people stop talking about these things, right. right? But I want to go back a little bit to that that first kiss. They may really like someone, you know. Maybe it's just a first date, so they don't really know someone, but they kiss them and it's horrible. Maybe they have bad breath. Maybe that person just doesn't kiss them the way that they want to be kissed. It's awkward, and it's horrible, and they will never go out with that person again. I mean, what do you think about that?
1: I, I am flashing in three things popping in my head right off the bat. One time, I literally was uh, here in Pasadena, one of those Match.com kind of dates. Things seem to be clicking nicely. And for some reason, when I went in to give this girl a, a goodbye kiss, walked her to her car, I felt some chemistry brewing. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I forgot how to kiss. <laughs> After 35 years, I forgot how to do it. Instead of the, you know, the gentle, you put the lips and kind of slowly you caress went, a little, open you no know, with the big mouth open. It. Right. What I did is I basically just think of putting two fingers in front of yours and just pushing on it. You do not even open your that? mouth? No, I mean, I am just gonna kind of didn't even. Oh, you did. Oh. There wasn't even the this <laughs> sensation. I just... That's so strange. And I looked at it. The look on her face was quizzical, and I felt the same thing. And I, what the, f- it was one of those, what the F moments.
0: Did you say, can I do that again?
1: I, I tried to lean in and, you know, give another kiss, but it, that the initial moment. Did she go out with you again? We did not make another date. <laughs> I wanted to, and I just was walking to the car going, what the f was that? It's almost like if you you look down and you put on your shoe and go, how do I tie my shoe? That's real. It's strange. I just forgot. It was one of those weird. It
0: was like, like it was almost like if you had Alzheimer's, kind of a moment. Yeah,
1: never before like or you since. just
0: totally went blank.
1: Never before or since That's it was so just weird. a moment of instead of that classic you know lean in and then, and you leaning and yet feeling it was tulip just pushing down. <laughs> And yeah. if I was on the receiving end, I would have the same that reaction. That might cheated.
0: be, yeah. no, That was weird. That might be. That might do it for me. But generally speaking, I think it's really good to give someone a second chance. People right. are nervous.
1: But um, then I had another one where literally go, went in and this kind of dead fish feeling. And then the mouth kind of slightly open, and the tongue just kind of laid there. Yeah. And it, it was just, ugh.
0: So that was that was not your fault, but yeah. it was that, that was your decision. that was my reaction. And your decision yeah. not to do it anymore. But don't you think if you really like this person, again, you know, you've gone out with them one time, there's not really a lot lost. But do you think that you could show them how to kiss? Because it is a skill. Oh,
1: I mean, I actually, a girl schooled me because this was a long time ago. I started thinking, okay, what does a tongue do? A tongue in the right spot can generate a lot of pleasure. Mm-hmm. So I want to show her how agile my tongue is i
0: know what you're gonna say <laughs> yeah.
1: and she just pulled back and said you know i don't like fast
0: tongues right, right. so she
1: schooled me right off the bat so, okay i pulled back never did that again and it's also
0: the the, the guy or girl the person who like just don't go, go dirty <laughs> oh god yeah but you know there might be some people who like that so it is a little bit about kissing styles and it's not yeah. uncommon for people to need to figure that out so i think Not giving someone a second chance if you think that they are a potential partner because of their kissing. I wish that girl
1: would have given me a second chance. I should have pursued it more. Because yeah, there you, you, was well, I in hindsight, you could
0: have said, "Wait a minute, let me do that again." Yeah, and and, and just ironically, as a guy,
1: it. I've done that a dozen times. Shaking hands, I'll go into the classic handshake, and they clamp down too soon, and so I got this half hand, this milk toast thing, and I go, "No, no, wait a minute, pull back and there, there's a handshake." There you i have done, done that before. Yeah. It didn't even occur to me to do that. Well, in you that know situation. how
0: some men get when they're around a woman? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they just go stupid. It's, yep. Who can understand or explain been there, it? done that? Yes, yes. And um,
1: what well, about you? As far as your reaction when someone moves in?
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. I'll, if it's not a great kiss, I'll give them a second chance. Definitely. Uh, do you school them? Not necessarily verbally. I've never had to do that. Uh, but again, it has to be somebody worthwhile. If it's right. somebody that I'm not really that interested. Well, first of all, I wouldn't kiss them. I don't kiss on the first date. You know, I I usually need to. I know I don't.
1: I sound like such a prude. I, think I like of, wait to a feel a minute, connected. Let's, let's rewind here. Let's. I, I'm going back a hundred years. Well, wait a minute. Like,
0: yeah, when I was 20, it was a little different.
1: About four hours worth. <laughs> there was no kiss on the first date. There was kissing on the first date. Nothing else, but lots. Yeah. No. Those, and it was awesome, though.
0: Those were different times. But that was
1: also a good example of that initial slow start, slow start, and just just lose yourself. Oh
0: well. Okay. Hours. So for me. The first kiss, I love a first kiss. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm at a different place in my life. Sure. And I'm not getting lost in a first kiss with somebody that I don't even know. It just, it's it's kind of a waste. Mm-hmm. I, can, I think that way with sex, too. It's like, I need to be into someone. And again, not everybody's like that. So I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not saying, oh, everybody should feel the way I do. I'm just saying personally. I want to get to know someone and, and like them and feel, I don't need to be in love with them, sure. but feel some connection before I kiss them. You know, feel exactly. some something some connections. well i think it
1: it lends itself to being a passionate person you want to feel and give the same and receive the same level of passion and that intimacy it's when it starts so you know just matter of fact yeah
0: and then some people might say well but what about love at first sight or can you spend one one date one dinner with somebody and and no and i'm gonna say yes maybe that, might, that I'm not ruling mm. it out. Could I think, happen. I think
1: alcohol has been involved with that. Decision. Probably,
0: probably. But it could, you know. Look at, I believe in that. But you know what? Talking
1: second. about the first kiss is also very erotic. Yeah. The idea of talking, spending time, spending time, and someone just says, "I'm really, I'm thinking about what it's like to kiss you." Oh my Something god! Something like it's, that. It can it's be even like, more. Exciting.
0: Well, and you're also you're also delaying your gratification. Mm-hmm. You're. Building that anticipation—that's going to make the kiss and sex, in my opinion—and then you much get to see exciting. the
1: reaction of the other person too. It's kind of interesting, you know. The awkward thing again—I'll I'll use myself as an example. Going out with a girl, liked her, it just never lent itself to be kind of close yet. So all of a sudden, I just kind of lean over, and she could see me coming in. And I gave her a little kiss, and she kind of gave me a kiss back, but obviously not interested. I felt the vibe immediately. Didn't yeah, pursue it. You can it. tell, yeah. But the idea of that laying it out, just saying, really, I'm just thinking, what would it be like to kiss you? Now, you watch their reaction if they're going, yeah, me too, or ooh, yeah, oh, boom. But I think
0: that's hot.
1: Yeah, I'm just saying, you've lit the flame, now you've turned it up. I mean,
0: if they're into you, if they're not into you and you say that, they're just going to... Yeah,
1: well, I haven't. (laughs) Okay, check, please.
0: So, yeah, no, it is a good thing. And, And again, you know, we can... Talk about delaying gratification, desire. I mean, we desire what we don't have, longing for something, anticipating something in the future. You know, get get a vacation, right? It's we get excited about that, and we we build up that anticipation. And I'm going to say, sexually, it can be extremely arousing. And so you go out with somebody. Yeah, they're really attractive. You're into them. So you kiss. You have sex. I guess that could be enjoyable. Mm -hmm. But I'm talking about something much, much more satisfying. Again, personally.
1: Remember uh, 1969, Thomas Crown Affair, Steve McQueen, Faye Dunaway. It was famous for having one of the most erotic screen kisses of all time. It was like two minutes of them just kissing. Mm. All they did was kiss. No hands anywhere, no clothes coming off It was just them kissing And more women said They swooned With thought thought Of Steve McQueen Doing that But also the moment yeah. It was brilliant it was, The director And was they probably brilliant.
0: Built up to it right
1: Yeah but the, the director Was brilliant By not doing the obligatory Okay now There's a fumbling of the hands Of oh, the keys No doors open Boom Now against the wall And they're always Mashing each yeah. other it was Against sensual. the wall I
0: mean I haven't, yeah. I haven't seen it But I imagine it was sensual Based on what you're you describing You probably google
1: it The screen kiss From the Thomas Crown there affair There
0: was a new Thomas Crown affair with, with That Pierce I saw Rosnan
1: and uh, Rene Russo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty good. But since they were redoing what they had done before, yeah. and and I'm sure the kiss. And was back like, then, in there was no nudity in movies, so the eroticism was coming from your own imagination.
0: Yeah, and yeah, building it up. And again, it's it's like fantasy. And again, when everything's out there, it sometimes loses its eroticism. Mm-hmm. It's it's an important thing, I think. You know, think about that, and you can all think about your own experiences. Let us know. I'm curious if but
1: what do you do? You have a different idea. As, as the doctor, as the therapist, as the professional, say if somebody comes in, starts to kiss you, it's not working for you, what do you do? Do you pull back, just say, you know what, and give them a little information? Or you grin and bear it, what do you do?
0: You mean, not if they go to kiss me. You right. mean, they're telling me a story no, no, and they no, go. No,
1: no, no, I'm telling them they're coming in to kiss you. And well, a, a client st- wouldn't kiss me. No, I'm not talking about a client. I'm talking about you as a professional because he's teaching people.
0: You mean a man I was dating? Yes. Okay. Well,
1: Hello, if it's a planet? man I'm dating, oh. I'm not
0: a professional. I'm a woman dating but no, a guy. As
1: a professional. Person who's giving information to people as we're doing. You're
0: right saying now. in my personal as a life, a chick
1: and a dude.
0: You're saying in yes. my personal life, do, am I do? am I practicing what I'm preaching? Yes, exactly. yes, absolutely. Again, I'm able to, and I think a lot of people are able to. Navigate a kiss and show someone how to kiss you without saying, Okay, I need you to go a little bit slower. I need you to go a little bit softer. I need you to be a little bit firmer. You
1: think people do?
0: Yes, I I don't don't think there's play by play. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But usually, uh, and again, it's kind of like it's like when you're dancing with Mm somebody, you kind of have to figure out each other's rhythm. You have to figure out what feels comfortable. It takes some time sometimes. Now, there are those people that we kiss with instantly. I have to tell you, in all of my relationships, and maybe there's correlation here Uh, my serious relationships in life and you know there's obviously not that many kissing was never an issue it was always great from the very beginning there was one person who was not The first kiss. The first kiss was not that great. But the second kiss and every kiss after that just got better and better and better. So there was only one time. But I didn't have to say, okay, here's what you need to do. You can kind of let them know your nonverbal cues. So if they're pulling in too hard, you just pull away a little bit. Or you literally take take your hand on their head and just push them away a Mm -hmm. little bit. Uh, If you want them to go a little slower then you kind of hold their face and you slow down. You can show them without actually telling them. Now, if they don't get the hint and that's not working, then you have a conversation. And I have clients in my office all the time have these conversations. That's
1: that's exactly what I'm talking for. Would you just describe for people who have that experience or all of a sudden they finally get a date that they feel like they have a connection with, you don't want to rule in the entire evening because it's just not clicking. But I had one woman who came in and just like was mashing her mouth just way too hard. I'm like, Ooh, ease off. Yeah. And that's where the old, especially as a guy, if you don't have a clean shaven chin, it's going to be rug burn on their chin in a heartbeat. Yeah. If they're yeah. pushing too hard. Yeah.
0: But we can just push them away gently. Yeah. Uh, again, just there like are you're times you're
1: breather, like taking a breath, just like slowly. You just you show leave. them
0: with it's your hands, with your body, with your lips, with your tongue, what to do. And if somebody is attuned, which by the way, mm-hmm. if you're going to be connecting with someone sexually, you want them to at least have some attunement with your body. Right. Uh, so if they're paying attention at all, they'll usually pick up those cues. Mm-hmm. If they're not, and they just keep doing what they're mm-hmm. doing, even though you're pushing them away or mm-hmm. showing them, you know, you probably want to, pay attention to that but look at there are people who who need to say okay look oh. i really like you we clearly have it's not like one person is wrong really? although there are some wrong we'll talk about what wrong yeah, kissing styles, styles are you know? things you could do wrong when you're kissing but generally speaking it's just different so i mean you don't want to say you don't know how to kiss uh, you can just want to say we have different kissing right. styles and here's how I like it. Let me show you how I like it. Yeah. You can even yeah. do that. Okay. Let me show you how I like it. Or I like it really soft and slow starting mm-hmm. out with, and then we can build up. There you go. Um, or instead of you closing your mouth, your lips are really, really tight. I would love it if you could just relax them a little bit. So it, being able to have those conversations, there's nothing wrong with that. And by the way, when you're having sex with somebody, you do need to be able to communicate those mm-hmm. things. So this is a good way to start exactly. with the kiss as probably a lot easier <laughs> than when you're, you know, in that really vulnerable space, you know, in bed and naked and, and having sex. But, you know, it's important. Communication is always important.
1: And you get a sense of the other person being receptive to the information. That's a good And sign. then you, okay, we can grow together and learn together how we each of us want to have this done versus, no, this is how I do it. You better learn to like it kind of. Then you got a Neanderthal and say, see ya.
0: Right. And then you say, you know what, it's been it's been fun, but uh I don't really you know, I don't see us going out and again. So good luck to you. Ciao. Yeah. Yeah. Ciao baby. You know, communication. I know people, I've, I've had comments, a couple of people have written saying, you know, you always talk about communication. But the reason why I always talk about communication. It's vital. Because it is the one thing that can change every, effective communication. I mean, everybody communicates. But effective communication can make all the difference in the world more than anything else when it comes to having a satisfying, loving, connected sustainable, you know, dynamic relationship. Absolutely. It's the the lifeblood. It
1: is the oxygen of the entire orgasm and organism of the orgasm is that breathing life into each other. Yeah. If if you're not on the same wavelength, it's going to be static and you can only take that so long.
0: Yeah, so if people who who communicate ineffectively can go two ways. They're not communicating about things that need to be said. And so they're either not communicating about things that need to be said, so that can build a lot of resentment and disconnection over time, or they're communicating really ineffectively. You know, why don't you ever do this? And how come you don't do this? And, you know, what's wrong with you? And, you know, whether it's criticism or complaining, basically things that do not inspire people to be loving towards us. So those, and, you know, we can get into, you know, huge fights and name callings, and we can go all the way way down the continuum. But those kinds of communication, ineffective communication, we'll say issues, which a lot of couples have, a lot of people have, you're not going to be able to have a really, Great relationship. So imagine if you were able to communicate things when something was bothering you or there was something that you wanted, and it was a safe place to be able to talk to your partner about that. And while you may not always get a yes, you would at least have some satisfying resolution to it. And they would do the same. So you don't have to worry about, oh, you know, I'm feeling disconnected or my partner's feeling disconnected. And then, you know, they're acting out. They're they're looking at other people, for other people, having sex with other people. They're looking for an exit out. They're basically checked out of this relationship. Mm-hmm. And maybe they're just staying, but they're not really there.
1: And how many times in your practice and you're sitting in the office with a couple, have you heard the expression, why didn't you ever tell me that? All the time. Exactly. Every day. And especially the levels of intimacy. Yeah. Well, I, and someone you ask, and I don't know, this is not... Telling tales or, or suggesting things, but say, is your sex life healthy? Are you enjoying it? One person says yes, the other person says no. It
0: happens all the time. And
1: you say, "Yeah, why didn't you ever tell me that?"
0: Right? Or get okay, the other one. I have told you a million right. times, and you still, you no matter listen. what I say. Oh. And then the question that I have is, okay, how did you communicate that? Because had it been that, effective,
1: the keyword there is effective. Yeah, yeah. So, I told you, no, no. Did you tell somebody, but did they listen? If they and you, listen, need to then it's you need to talk. You
0: need to talk so exactly. somebody will listen. Because it's real easy to point your finger and go, well, my partner is the villain here because they never do what I say. They never do what I want. They're not a loving partner. And look, I'm not saying that they don't have some responsibility, sure. but I am saying that we want to take our own responsibility into our own hands and look and see. And look at it, it takes some courage to do it and go, okay, what have I been doing that is not effective? And people in loving, satisfying relationships, they know how to communicate effectively. And so that's whether it's a level
1: of intimacy that I envy, you see a couple that's been together a long time and still holding hands and they, there's such a bond with them and you know, they've achieved that level of effective communication for yeah. that level of intimacy. And it's not sex. It's not physical. It's, it's just that warm connection it's between two people. The most
0: amazing thing. It's knowing that this person gets you, that you feel understood, you Safe. feel safe and loved mm-hmm. and and they do too and exactly. there's appreciation and I've been on both sides of it been in a relationship with ineffective communication and yes I am definitely you know, one of the problems there for sure, um, and I've also been in a, you know a very effective, connected, loving in a relationship with all of those wonderful things, including communication. And it is night and day. Doesn't mean that sometimes you don't go off the rail. You know, we're not we're not perfect. Yeah, we're not we have some much. bad days, but generally speaking, effective communication eighty percent of the time you're way ahead of the game. So that's how we talk about it. And even with kissing, sometimes. Mm-hmm. But you can. I again, I'm going to go with the nonverbal communication. Communication. I
1: think it's highly erotic. If if you start if I say for instance I was moving in and kissed someone and I was a little too much and they slowly kind of put the hand on my chin a little and just kinda of pushed it back for a second and then gave me a pause. Oh the teeth then teasing. went in yeah. and started kissing much softer. Ah oh, my am yeah. gonna go boom.
0: I mean teasing is always yeah. a great thing why because it it creates that what we're talking that longing that desire that anticipation. So I found this book on Amazon, I really like it. It is called 469 fun sex questions for couples. And they have they have some really great questions and I- I like having couples answer questions. So in my office, I have a sheet of questions that I ask them and I have them answer and I give them questions that they can take home and talk about during a date. But there's all kinds of great resources. This is a great book. There's the book of love and sex questions. There's the un-game for couples. There's, oh, what's it called? Talking topics. Topic talking topics, topic cards. I can't think of what it's called, Uh, but you can get them all for dating and for couples. You can get them all at Amazon and they're really wonderful. So in this book, there is a section on kissing questions. And I I really like this. So these could be fun sort of icebreaker questions to talk about or ask somebody that you're dating or even somebody that you're in a relationship with. So here's one. And I'm going to ask you to answer it, Mark. How important is kissing to you? How can someone learn to be a better kisser?
1: Very. And we just talked about how to learn to be the better. What
0: would you say? Like Uh, how? Like you're not even in a a relationship and you, but you know that you're going to start dating and you want to learn to be the best kisser in the world. How could you learn how to be a better kisser?
1: How do you learn to be a better kisser? (laughs) See, this is, it's, it's a hard question to ask because I've only gotten...
0: I say, watch Clark a Gable movies. Pluses. Watch Clark Gable movies because, man, that man could kiss. So I tell some of my clients, like, you am find Scarlet. you got to find your Clark Gable, you know, alter ego. He knew how to do it in all of his movies.
1: What's well, the great line in Gone With a Wind? He said, now, nah, what do you see in Ashley Wilkes? You need to be kissed by someone who knows how.
0: Yes. <laughs> Yes! I mean, that's brilliant Mm -hmm. right there. Who wouldn't want to be kissed by somebody who just said that? Mm -hmm. But he does the way he does it. And he does it in all of his movies. I just watched a documentary um, on him uh, not that long ago. And his co-stars would all fall in love with him Mm -hmm. because he just, he took them. And I cannot even tell you how many women that I see in my practice when they're complaining or wanting something different from their man sexually, whether this was kissing, it could be intercourse, all kinds of things, they want a man who is just more confident and assertive. And there's a lot of men who, and again, not all women, but most of the women I see, that's what I hear. Uh, but you know, I imagine there are some women who don't like that. They want a man who's very soft and gentle. And you know, there's certainly a time and place for soft and gentle. But again, a lot of women, they like a man who is... Strong and assertive, not aggressive, you know, not that he's just going to like mm-hmm. force her or, you know, take over, but yeah, there is a little bit of taking like that. And they even say that, like, I just want him to take me. And in a kiss, again, you can start out slow, but to get to that point where you just hold her and, and kiss her is an incredible thing. And like we've talked about before in what not to say, and maybe even some other episodes, you don't want to ask, Hey, can I kiss you? Oh, that. I mean, I, I don't and know. just
1: changing some of the words of that, just saying, I was thinking about, I'd like to kiss you. Boom. Changes different. the complete definition and yeah. reaction.
0: I can't stop thinking about those lips. and I was I... just
1: wondering, may I kiss you? No, I have <laughs> done a couple of times, and it's worked in my benefit.
0: You said, can I kiss you?
1: No, no. Oh. I just kind of, le- in a very Clark Gable, Vivian Lee kind of moment, kind of take my arm around something and go, may I? And then I move <laughs> in.
0: Well, that's different. That's, that's, that's not bad. That it works. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've already, you've got her in your arms exactly. and you're looking it's at her. Like and you are squirming you're sed-
1: to get away. Right. Too. And you're
0: seductively yeah. saying, may I? Which is a little different. Like, can I kiss you? I mean, look, it it's not horrible. And but- I just
1: realized the to- the real line is, Scarlett, you need to be kissed often and by someone who knows how.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. So that's it.
1: Not that Ashley Wilkes.
0: It's, well, you know, I named my son after Clark Gable. So there you have it. <laughs> Little, a little information about myself <laughs> okay so here we go i mean these are interesting questions right where do you most like to be kissed other than on the lips and by the way you do not have to answer that mark <laughs> you just, I, don't right I don't know i don't know if anybody
1: elbow <laughs> wants to
0: know. i will answer it i'm gonna answer it okay. my neck oh yeah oh neck kisses hubba, hubba. Oh, and you know another one? But this is, you have to be really, like, you have to be in love with someone. There's just something so tender and, I don't know, it's it's almost primal. A kiss on the forehead. The forehead kiss. Not erotic. No. But so something. It does. It just feels like, like this thing that is home or something there's something about it now if we go into like analysis it's very daddy mode. Issue
1: stuff. Oh, no i was going to say mm. analysis
0: of my mom used to kiss me on the forehead so i don't know maybe maybe it's just me but i don't think i'm the only one who likes forehead kisses right. if you like forehead kisses listener please let me know so i i don't feel like such an idiot <laughs> mark no not into it
1: not the forehead
0: have you ever been kissed on the forehead mm. Oh, see, maybe it, it's, you it's, just it's, don't it, know, and I'm not going to do it.
1: Well, first of all, since I'm six three, no one can kiss me on the floor. That's <laughs> that, good. thing.
0: That's a bit of a problem.
1: And yeah, and it, it, there's many more other places that would be more effective.
0: Okay, yeah, I mean, you know, we can use our imagination, but it doesn't take a whole lot of imagination. No, no, to no go I'm just there. even
1: a kiss on the cheek. You know, that, there again, the little kiss on the cheek. And going a little left to right toward the ear, then a little lower to the neck. Those are areas, all erogenous zones. That oh, that's yeah, a little, well, the neck
0: though is is a good one. Yeah, Obviously, I agree 100% you know, all that. over our body. I mean, really, our skin, other than yeah. our brain, largest erogenous zone. So, you know, I say kiss away and discover mm-hmm. some new spots. We're going to talk about two more things. One more question, and then I'm going to talk about the benefits of kissing other than connection. But what do you think makes for a great kiss? Look, there are things and I said I was going to talk about this, that make for a bad kiss. One bad breath. I mean, yeah, that's a no, big... That's a given. It's and a biggie.
1: It's, You throw a freaking box of Altoids in your pocket, and there's no reason you should have a brain in your head. If you just had a very spicy meal. Now, if the other person had a spicy meal, too, then it kind of neutralizes.
0: A little bit. But if you're on a, if you're on a date but and you know you're going to your be kit. kissing that exactly. person, use your head. Don't, don't order, you know, the, that's the, the reason scampi. I,
1: <laughs> rule number one, that I detest smokers for that reason. You oh, can't get rid of that yeah. spunky stuff. No,
0: it, you know, I mean, nowadays, I don't think there's as many people that smoke, but it's, I think it's rare that a non-smoker would go out with a smoker, for, yeah, for that reason. It's just disgusting. Well, many reasons. There's so many. Mm-hmm. We, we don't, that's a whole other show. But yeah, I think that's a really big one. Uh, probably one of the biggest turnoffs when you kiss someone and they have bad breath. So... That's a bad, mm-hmm. like, like that's not just, oh, this is.
1: That's a common sense one.
0: Yeah, it could really kind of turn you off. I think also a really slobbery kiss.
1: That like, doesn't help.
0: Yeah. Wet is good, but you definitely want but to swallow. Too much. You. <laughs> You want to swallow your saliva before you kiss. Again,
1: I'll, I'll harken back to my first real makeout session. I think I was in junior in high school. No, I take that back. It was in college. Because in high school, I got Zippo. Uh, and the girl referred to me. She, I feel like I'm making out with a guy in junior, a junior in high school. And I feel like, good. That's about where my level is. Because <laughs> yeah. I had nothing in high school. Aww, so and sad. I had just been, <laughs> 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 poor me. I made up for it. Okay, baby. <laughs> anyway the i i just didn't have that i just kept kissing and kissing you could be the old turn wipe your mouth yeah. up and, i had no clue and
0: on that note too you also want to breathe and you yeah. actually can't you, you know you can breathe through your nose sometimes you have to breathe through your nose but also you can breathe through your mouth you just have to mm-hmm. breathe sure. you just have to remember and you also want to break contact you don't want to like connect and stay connected you know there's there's you know there's the kissing and then the like you said the, the backing up like you need to have that that back and forth. Mm -hmm. And with your tongue, you don't want it too hard, but you don't want it too soft. Now, do
1: you want to be the lead on the tongue being uh, introduced? Or do you want to just let it happen?
0: I mean, I think it just has to happen, Mm -hmm. right? But if it's not the way that you want, you could show them. But yeah, and and again, it's a style thing. So we could say, you know, again, what's bad? I mean, you don't want to shove your tongue down someone's throat it's possible that somebody might like that Mm -hmm. but generally speaking probably not and again if you're locking on and you're not breathing or letting them breathe that's probably just never a good move so there are Mm -hmm. some of those but what on the other side what makes for a good kiss and i guess we're sort of talking about that already fresh breath uh going about it
1: gentle yeah start out consideration yeah if someone is a little hesitant, don't keep forcing it. Just kind of take it a sec back and then let it happen. You, you know, One thing we didn't bring up before, and now that you've mentioned it, lips are extremely erogenous. I mean, I li- I'll take a look at the overall, of the yeah. woman, eyes, face, the whole thing. But lips are always one of the things. One of the reasons Angelina Jolie became so popular is because guys would go, look at those lips, because they are supple and inviting. So that bee-stung lip crap became the rage, and all well, these beautiful yeah. girls that all of a sudden became these little duck faces.
0: Well, I ha- I've always had larger lips. Yes, as you, know. you have. But when I was a kid, it was not cool to have big right. lips. It was not attractive. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so as a kid, I was always teased about in my hair because I've got curly mm-hmm. hair, big lips, and I was always teased about that. Um, but who's laughing now?
1: <laughs> I had a, I have a dear friend who was married to a guy for a very long time who's got the classic. He's a lipless. He, there it's just like no it goes down and no. there's a little line and that's it he's lipless Aww. and and i always always want to say i'm sorry honey I'm, i feel sorry for you how, does, he's how the, do you
0: kiss without lips i really? guess well the tongue you have to really make good use of your tongue
1: but yeah i mean i've had ample lips myself so yeah. it's always been and i've had a gay guy give me a great compliment once yeah, he said you have a very full sensuous mouth I didn't do anything with it because I didn't realize at the time he was gay and he was telling me that. I just thought, like, thank That's you. That's interesting. Yeah,
0: well, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah. So asking each other questions about kissing, whether you get it from a book or this is always a good idea. But yeah, again, there definitely are different tastes. We all have our own, our own thing, right? Our own boat that floats or whatever mm-hmm. floats our boat, however you want to say that. So, you know, being aware of what that is. But again, I wouldn't kick someone out or rule them out just right. because – The kiss wasn't great on the first try. It's a learnable,
1: learnable skill.
0: That is the point. And the other thing is, if you are in a relationship and the kissing has stopped, bring it back. Exactly. And you can have that conversation. I miss kissing you. I just, like you said, I want to kiss you. I want to make out. Pull over in your car, you know, on your way to dinner. Just start making out. Can you do
1: the old classic, uh, the night in, the old making out a little. No hands anywhere. No clothes coming off. We're just kissing for an hour
0: absolutely and
1: set that stage so yeah. then it's okay now it's comfortable i know it's not happening i don't have to okay start kissing my hand goes to the left breast my right hand goes well to and the it's right really
0: part. erotic if you set that boundary it's like i just want to make out with you but i do not want to have sex no sex exactly i just want to kiss now when you take sex off the table guess what happens
1: but after 45 minutes you know what it. Let's do it! <laughs> right. But in the meantime, you've had this phenomenal
0: foreplay. It time. just adds to the level sure. of eroticism because what we can't have, we desire, we long for it. And, and then if-
1: you remember how great it was, and so maybe it'll rekindle that making out flame. Yeah,
0: I'll tell you, it is really important in a relationship for keeping the passion alive, for keeping the connection. To have those daily passionate kisses, and I'm not talking about a, a peck on the lips, mm-hmm. Bye, honey. I'm talking about a passionate kiss that lasts for a minute or longer where there's definite tongues involved and you can get dizzy, you know, just mm-hmm. by, just by the kiss. You do that when you say goodbye in the morning, your partner's going to be thinking about you during the day, maybe even looking forward to seeing you at night,
1: mm-hmm.
0: as opposed to that- pulling up, seeing your car in the driveway and going, and going out oh. the back door. <laughs> <laughs> we've all been there <laughs> so there are some actual health benefits apparently and you know there have been some there's some scientific research here i'm not going to cite but it can kissing can help reduce your blood pressure uh it can relieve cramps but, and headaches you know that's
1: kind of yes and no because it can also raise the blood pressure if i'm getting turned on that buds the heart's beating
0: Well, what it does, though, is it dilates your blood vessels. So that can can lower your blood pressure. It can increase your heart rate, but can decrease your blood pressure. Another thing that's really great about kissing is it does release hormones. So it's a way for testosterone to be transferred from a male to a female, usually. So it does transfer some hormones and oxytocin, which is a bonding hormone. So it really does just physiologically connect people. So not just you know, erotically or emotionally, but actually physiologically. So that's a pretty good thing. Uh, certainly it can boost your self-esteem. Again, you get kissed in the morning before you go off to work. You have a little bounce in your step. You know, you feel, you feel good. Somebody really loves you. Uh, it definitely can be a stress reliever. You know, it, there's just a lot of really great benefits. In other words, there's no reason not to kiss.
1: That's right. I'm for it 150%. Uh, if somebody's
0: really sick, though, then you don't want to kiss them.
1: Yeah, this is the common sense
0: part. Yeah. yeah. So look, at, I could go on talking about kissing forever. And I think we talked about more kissing stuff in our in our movies and sex episode. And I forget which number that was or where that was. But we did, I think, talked about some of those kissing scenes. I love kissing scenes in movies, especially, like you said, when they're well done. Mm-hmm. So check some of those out. We'd love to hear some of your listeners let us know some of your favorite kissing scenes anything that you have to say comments about this show things about kissing or your own sexual experiences or just your opinions let us know we want to hear so glad to be back so good to be here with you Mark see we're going to be doing two shows a month we'll be doing it every other week
1: throwing in some video next time
0: and we're we're working on the video it's uh, a work in progress and again, you got it's Spielberg just
1: Spielberg directing one of the episodes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I wish
1: Murray Spielberg. We'll,
0: we'll work. We'll, we'll work towards that, Maurice Spielberg. So, just I don't know. Just what can I say? Uh, I'm always, always appreciative of everyone who listens to our show. So, thank you very much. Thanks for supporting us. We would appreciate if you like our show, go to iTunes, give us a review. That would be really great. Even if you just want to rate us, uh, that would be really, really appreciated and helpful. Thanks, everyone. We will talk to you soon. Bye. Donald.